0: My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. Whether this is your first time delving into this podcast or you're a seasoned sleep stalker as you like to refer to yourselves as, thank you so much for tuning in and I really hope you find this podcast reassuring, useful and helpful. That's always my intention behind anything I put out but especially these podcasts. You're listening to your host Kerry Secker. I'm an infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach to care it out and I am on a mission to get you and your small to a settled night's sleep without tears or training and I know that sounds pretty unbelievable and chances are if we were sat face to face right now you would probably be looking at me as if I had two heads I hear this all the time Um, and I'm going to be honest with you I see this happen on the daily with families and smalls um, that I'm working with on my practice and on my one-to-one sleep services they get to a settled night's sleep without doing any of those things and it still (laughs) blows my mind it's crazy um today I today's podcast is all about how to get your small cot confident for naps and napping in cots because I get asked a lot of questions and this really is one of my most frequently asked questions Kerry how do I get them to nap in a cot and do they need to be in um do the cots do the naps need to be in a cot to count can't get my words out today so what I thought before we get started actually that's a really good place to start and I just want to be very very clear where I stand on not cot naps on my approach because 100% naps don't need to be in a cot to count on my approach. Yep, yeah, (laughs) that right. That often comes as a bit of a shock. Naps don't need to be in a cot to count. And I'm not saying it's impossible because if I've learned anything from working with lots of families and lots of babies and lots of children over the years, is nothing is impossible, but hand on heart, when I'm working with families, I've never come back and changed how they go to sleep for their naps or where they're napping in order to get them to um, more settled at bedtime and to a more settled night's sleep overnight. Either. How they go down for naps and where they sleep for naps are two completely different things. Yes, everything is linked with the baby. So going to the toilet, diet, food, sleep, behaviour, and in sleep everything is linked, which is why I look at everything together. My hope approach is very holistic. Um but naps and bedtime are completely different things, completely different things. And I have worked with hundreds of babies that nap in a pram, in a sling, or they co-sleep for naps and then go into their cot at night time and have a settled night's sleep and vice versa. So my approach to this is 100% naps don't need to be in a cot to count. I think there's a lot of pressure to get naps in a cot and it doesn't always work for day-to-day life and there's no right or wrong when it comes to naps. So if you're napping in a sling, if your smalls are napping in a sling, in a pram, on you, you're co-sleeping, as long as it's done safely, then absolutely if it's working for you all is well and the other thing i just want to touch on as well is that i believe that a nap is a nap i don't believe in junk sleep now i haven't heard this for a while but it is out there so i think it's worth addressing that naps don't count unless they're in a cot because otherwise it's junk sleep now there is some degree of truth in this because it's the same for us if we slept the whole night on the sofa or in a car or on a train we took the red eye on a plane, when we wake up, we we definitely, you know it, you do so need me to tell you this, you don't feel as refreshed and restored and re-energised as you would as if you were in your own bed, and that's really, I think that is useful at night time, to have a, a set place where you're sleeping, because the night is where we do the majority of our repair recovery and re-energizing but during the day the naps the role of the naps is to control the cortisol to help the night and the main thing really is that they're having naps not where or how they're going down to sleep on my approach and I believe that a nap is a nap wherever that is and I don't buy into the junk sleep um yeah especially if it's working for you 100% all as well So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through um, three, no, four sleep suggestions to help get you and your small cot confident for naps. Um, Because as much as I'm about sharing that very important message that naps don't have to be in a cot to count. Quite frankly, I think more parents need to hear that. I think it's all also very important everything is a balance on my approach. And if something isn't working, or you want them to nap in a cot, or you want to make changes, I believe this is okay to do as well. Right, let's get started with these sleep suggestions to help getting you and your small cot confident. So number one is introducing a nap routine. Now, I would recommend starting this off before you even start napping them in the cot. And this doesn't need to be super com- super complicated, and it doesn't have to be super long either. It can be something as simple as doing the same, two or three things in the same order, every single time you start to settle your little one down for a nap and what this does is it helps your little one um, help know that sleep is coming, it starts to feel familiar and the more familiar it feels for your little one the more they can anticipate what's happening and that can help them get them down for naps. So when I, um, many of you might know this but some of you won't I was a nanny for nearly 20 years and what I would always used to do before there was a nap um, I would take them into their sleep space if you're doing this in preparation for um, napping in cots I would do the same routine, but then settle them wherever you would normally settle them. And then once it's time to do um, nap in the cot, then you would just shun whatever you've been doing um, in that sleep space where they're going to go down. So I hope that makes sense. So I would go into their sleep space close the curtains in the same order every day, close the curtains, change the nappy, say goodnight, sing a little song, say goodnight to two or three things, and then I would settle them off to sleep. And to begin with, when we're looking at getting them cot confident, to begin with, it's just about having that practice and patience and giving them the the idea that they're going to be napping in their cots. We don't have to do it all at once, because otherwise that's like running a marathon or... um, running a marathon or climbing Mount Everest and you wouldn't do any of those or most people wouldn't do any of those without doing some prep steps so try to see this as a little prep step so just to recap that sleep suggestion number one is to start introducing a little nap routine doesn't need to be super complicated just do two or three things in the same order every single time before you start settling your little one down for naps my suggestion would be to go into the room where they're going to be sleeping close the curtains change their nappy take off their jeans get them comfy put them in their sleep sack sing a little song and then settle them in their usual way and i would also suggest starting to do that as a prep step before going to settle them in their cot so for example if they nap in their buggy or they nap in the sling I would just start running through that before you if you're home obviously if you're not at home you can't do that but if you're home and you can I would start doing that before you settle them in the sling and then once you've got that routine um, in place then you can move on to the next step getting them into the cot Sleep suggestion number two is start with the first nap of the day. And there are many reasons why I suggest this. Now, making changes for nap time can is not impossible, because like I said, nothing is impossible when it comes to smalls. But during the d- when we make changes to how they go to sleep or where they're sleeping at night time, we've got two things on our side. Melatonin, the sleep hormone, and they've also got a higher... Um, Drive to sleep, I call it peak pressure. But during the day, they don't have the same melatonin levels, melatonin levels, sleep hormone, and they don't have that same drive to sleep, peak pressure as they do at nighttime. So, changing where or how your little one goes to sleep for naps is always going to be a little bit trickier and take a bit more time. But as I said, it's not impossible. And my suggestion to start with the first nap of the day is what I always generally advise. And there's quite a few reasons which I'm going to go through. One, it's usually the most... Um, this is usually the first nap to get nailed. They you know, naps can be tricky to now at any, any time of the day. But this first one quite often is the one that is most consistent for um, most families. The other one is that getting them more confident does take consistency. And again, for a lot of families, this is the easiest nap to try and do this because it's usually early on in the day. You've got more chances of being at home and it's gonna impact on your day. And the more consistent you are with that timing, the more your little one is gonna get confident as well. The other reasons, the other two reasons why, is that one, this is the nap that is the least likely that your little one is gonna be overtired. Again, not always a guarantee, because nothing is working with little ones. But as the day goes on, they get more tired, it's harder to get them settled down sometimes. So this first nap of the day is the one where your little one is least likely to be overtired and the most likely to be open to making a change because change is strange. And then the last reason why I recommend starting with the first nap of the day is that Sometimes when we change where they're going to be sleeping or how they're going to be sleeping, it can cut the nap short. Now, this sometimes is inevitable and it comes down to practice and patience. I'm going to talk about more about this in a second. And it's likely with consistency, this is likely to settle. But in the beginning, um, this can definitely cut uh, changing where or how they sleep naps can can sometimes cut that um, impact the next naps. And it can cut the next nap, it can cut this nap short. What is wrong with me today? Um, And that's why I always recommend starting with the first nap of the day because if it does cut the nap short, it's less likely to have a bigger impact as if it was their lunchtime nap or the naps after that. So, to recap, nap recap, um, sleep suggestion number two I generally advise start with the first nap of the day. They're less likely to be overtired, more open to changes. If it cuts the nap short, um, it's going to have the least impact. It's likely to have the least impact on all the other naps that follow, and also it's the one where it's easiest to get that consistency. You're usually still home, and it's not going to impact the rest of your day. Sleep suggestion number three is practice and patience makes perfect. And again, like everything, most things on my approach, perfection doesn't always isn't always a guarantee or given um and I don't believe in perfect um anyway so it's all a bit bumpy but the first step to getting them to get to nap in their cot is to give them the practice and the patience to do that in the first place and it sounds so really ridiculously simple but I think sometimes we can really overcomplicate it myself definitely when I'm making podcasts like I really do overcomplicate lots of things. Um, but the first step, really, all we have to remember is to give them that practice and patience of what it feels like to be having a nap in a cot, not on you. Um, and the easiest way to do this is to do your normal le- the routine that we've set up in sleep suggestion number one and then feed, hold them to sleep. For now, I wouldn't change in the beginning how your little one is going to sleep, because that is a massive change. I would always recommend getting them set up with their sleep space, where they're gonna be sleeping first, and then if we need to work on getting them to do a little bit more of the work rather than the other way around. So the first step is simply to transfer them into the cot and give them that practice and patience to get cot confident. I think sometimes simplicity really can be key, and I think sometimes it's really easy to lose sight of that and build na- napping into their cots. That's this really complicated, convoluted thing, and it really doesn't have to be. It could be really as simple as having a little bed, t- a little nap time routine, similar to your bedtime routine. Helping them to sleep, so feeding, rocking, holding them to sleep, holding them until they're nearly asleep and then transferring them into the cot to give them that practice and patience of actually sleeping in the cot for a little bit and that transfer. I found from experience that transferring them feet first into the cot can help massively as well. And also keeping a hand on them in the cot as you transfer them as well. Now, one of the questions you're probably shouting (laughs) into the phone or computer while you're reading, listening to this, reading, listening to this, is what do you do if they wake up? Now, with the best will in the world, you could pull out all the sleep stops of putting them in feet first, putting a hand on them and they'll still wake up. And to some degree, this is still about practice and patience. If they do that, I would then pick them up again hold them until they're you know, asleep, give them a little bounce, feed whatever they need to get back into that sleepy zone, transfer them down feet first if we can, put a hand on them and try again. And I, for most things in life worth having it definitely te- comes back to this practice and patience it's a really big theme on my approach so it is worth trying to do that for 20 like 20 minutes maximum and if they really haven't slept in that time then I would take a bed break probably and then um so let them nap whatever way they want to in a sling or new co-sleeping get that nap in try again just because it hasn't worked on this day doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to work on another day um because as i keep saying practice and patience does usually get there so Let's recap sleep suggestion number three, practice and patience. I think sometimes we definitely overcomplicate and convolute things and getting them to nap in their cot it is such a big change. It's natural to think, oh my goodness, how do we go from here to there? So the first step is to keep it very simple. We're just practicing and practicing out, transferring them into their cot and um. Giving them that feeling of what it is like to nap solo and nap in their cot. Um, and the first step to this is to do normal bedtime routine, do the little nap routine. I don't know why I keep calling it a bedtime routine. It's a nap, people, your nap time routine, then settle them to sleep as you normally would on you, and then into, into the cot. If you're Oh, and feet first and put hand on them and then give that some time to practice, to pun the pun here, bedding and sleep stick. And then if it hasn't worked after 20 minutes, 30 minutes max, I would probably call time on that nap. Let them nap as they usually would and try again on another day just because it hasn't napped worked that time. It doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to work another day. And The other two things that I've just realised as I'm talking have cropped up. One, naps don't necessarily have to be, well, in a cot count, as you know that, but it could be a floor bed or a little Montessori mattress. And for ideas of this, you can just put them into Google and have a look at them. Um, but if you were doing the same thing, instead of holding them to sleep on you, you could um, feed or cuddle up close on the on their little mattress or on their floor bed and then once they're asleep then you can ninja roll away and the other thing is is if your little one is used to putting themselves to sleep um, and they're not held because again I don't push independent sleeping on my approach and um, it's whether it's working for you so lots of families come um that I'm working with or talking with their little ones are fed, bounced, cuddled to sleep down for naps and that really is only an issue unless it's an issue for you but some will be putting themselves to sleep by themselves and if you start then trying to rock them off to sleep or feed them off to sleep that doesn't always work because that's not actually what they need to get to sleep and then they're going to get they're going to start getting frustrated with you because you're not giving them what they want and they are going to start getting, you're going to get frustrated with them because you're not doing what they think they want so if your little one is um used to falling asleep by themselves I would p- bypass that pa- that practice and patience step and instead what I would do is I would put them on their in their cot or like still do the normal routine then put them in their cot awake and then sit next to the cots if you can and then practice off that way last sleep suggestion sleep suggestion number four reducing support if needed now for some probably the majority of families that small families and smalls that i work with just by transferring them into the cot they do a decent nap in in the cot and we don't have to do it and we don't have to do anything else we don't have to work on how the little one is going down but sometimes putting them holding them to sleep feeding them to sleep then then transferring them into the cart it can sometimes, not always, it can um, cut that nap short. So sometimes the last step then is that once we've got them, we've got the routine set up. We're giving them the practice, and we start. So we've got the routine set up. We're starting with the first nap of the day. We're giving them that practice and patience to transfer and go into the car. The next step is to reduce that support if if needed in order to um, lengthen the nap. But before I go, how to do that? Or your starting point. It's really, really important that I do not push independent sleeping for naps or bedtime. And if your little one is having an, goes into their um, cot for their nap, they're having a good nap, they're waking up refreshed, then we don't need to change anything if it's working for you all as well. However, if it isn't they're waking up after 10 minutes, it's cutting the nap short, it's impacting everything. The next steps would be to very very slowly start to reduce that support if needed and but my whole approach with this again is tiny tweaks over time it's unrealistic to especially when in the beginning when we're trying to get them cot confident thinking to myself or yourself that you've got to get them into their cot by themselves and out of the room that can feel mammoth can't it how like how on earth do you do that so my suggestion would be to reduce the amount of support they need to get down for a nap over time and the way i do that is to make one change at a time for three or four days and then move on to the other one so for example if you were feeding your little one down for a nap what i would i would do is bring that um the feed earlier up their nap routine so maybe just as you go into the bedroom or their 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 sleep space so go in curtains feed um say goodnight, sing a song, sleeping bag on, into the cart, hold them and then into the cart and then once they can do that then you can work on the next step if they need rocking I would start by rocking them off very very slowly um I'm not rocking them off very slowly just gradually reduce the rocking over time until they are being healthy in your arms and then you can go on to the next the next step getting them into their cart and then finally I think I've done rocking I've done feeding and the feeding you can do that whether that's breast or bottle um you can they absolutely both Applied to both. Um, then I've done the rocking, just get them to the point where you can hold them to sleep in your hand in your arms, and then after that, then you can very slowly start practicing getting them into their cot a little bit more awake, and again, it's really try to keep it really simple rather than thinking they've got to do it all at once. Hold them until they're almost asleep, not quite. Put them into the cot just before they fall asleep, put hand on them, give them that practice and patience to stick into the cot and for it to bed in. If they wake, pick them straight back up, hold until they're almost asleep again, but not quite, put them back down. That really is a starting point. Changing how they go down for a nap or bedtime, um, it it can be done it's not impossible it can be done but there's so many different things to it and this is something that generally i would need a one-to-one with because i really do need to know what's going on how your little one is getting down what are they behaving like in the run-up to their nap um it varies there's patterns but it varies enormously from baby to baby or small to small so they are um that's a really good starting point is to very very gradually reduce the amount of time not the amount of time, the amount of support that they need. So sleep suggestion number four is to, if we need to, is gradually reduce the amount of support. And as I said before, you don't have to, my whole approach isn't about pushing them to fall asleep by themselves. I don't believe in self-soothing or self-settling, but sometimes um, how they go to sleep especially for nap can impact the naps um, and cut them short but if they if it's all working for you so they're going down nicely for their nap they're having a nap in their cot, they're waking up ready to go restored onto the next nap. you don't need to do anything but if you want to move away for whatever reason um what they're needing at nap time to get to sleep or it's not it's cutting the nap short my suggestion would be to reduce the amount of support they get to that they get to sleep over time make tiny tweaks over time so the first step is if they go if they're feeding all the way to sleep would be to get to the point where you're holding them all the way to sleep so you move the feed whether that's breast or bottle up the routine hold to sleep if that doesn't work then um then once that not if that doesn't work then once that's done then you can work on um Moving from rocking to sleep, so instead of going all the way from rocking to in the cot, you get them to the point where they can fall asleep in your arms without the rocking, and then once you can do that, then you can um, start practising transferring them down just before they fall asleep. So hold them until they're almost asleep, not quite, put them into the cot, put a ha- feet first put a hand on them give them that chance to to fall asleep if they get upset it's very similar to what we did before if they get upset wake up cry get emotionally uneasy pick them straight back up hold them until they're at that point where they're not quite asleep but they're quite drowsy back into the cart put a hand on them and give them that chance to do it and it's the same thing if they haven't done it within 20 30 minutes then I would probably be calling time on that nap and go on to the next one. And as I said before, um, it's I'm trying so hard to give you a starting point, but there isn't a one size, because my whole approach, the beauty of Carrot Out, it isn't a one size fits all technique. So it is that's just a starting point. It looks different for everybody. But hopefully that gives you some really helpful ideas to go on. Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker on the Carrot Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found the podcast reassuring, informative and a little bit fun. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below and I'd be so grateful if you could leave me some fabulous feedback. I always love hearing from you and one lucky listener will win lifetime access to my Bedtime Basics e-course every single month. My next podcast episode will be out in two weeks' time but if you can't wait for more of my sleep shizzle you can find me over on Instagram at Care out, sleep Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity to you all.